Are you currently thinking of investing in property but feeling overwhelmed by the uncertainties of the challenges surrounding property investment? Well, in this episode, we will be discussing the four major challenges haunting potential property investors and provide you with the tools to turn those fears into property success. So let's dive right in. Welcome to another episode of Fire Podcast, where we share stories and experiences of today's female property investors to inspire and empower investors of tomorrow. My name is Cynthia and I am your host. Now, we all know investing in property is one of the most rewarding investments that you can make. However, it doesn't come without its own challenges. Today we'll be discussing four major challenges that people are often faced with when considering to invest in property and I'll be sharing all the tools and information that you need to navigate those challenges like a pro. The first one is financial constraints. So from talking to a lot of people one thing that I always find is that a lot of people think you need a lot of money to invest in property and that's usually because most people usually think that property investment is all about buying a house, renting it out and making some sort of money from that property. But that's not the case. Like this is 2024 guys, not 1994, right? There's so many savvy property investment strategies that you can use, some of which you can even start with zero money. Yes, if you wanted to buy a house, you would usually need a lot of money up front. You need a lot of capital because buying a house comes with high initial costs. So you need to consider things like the down payments, which is usually anywhere from 10 to 25%, depending on what type of property you're buying. You also need to consider stamp duty, legal fees, and other expenses that might be associated with buying a property. However, in 2024, we all know now that you don't need to own a property to make money from property. You can invest in other strategies like rent to rent, where you rent a house and you rent it out. You can even start with strategies that require zero money at all, like deal sourcing, where you can just go and find an investment deal for, for an investor, package that deal, sell it off to an investor, and they pay you anywhere from two to five thousand pounds for that one deal. So money should never be the reason you're not investing in property, especially in 2024, right? Because like we've just discussed, there are other strategies that you can start with. Rent to rent allows you to invest a smaller amount of money. So where you would need like, you know, 20 or 30,000 pounds to buy a house with rent to rent, you can start with as little as 2,000 pounds and you can make consistent and quick cash flow from that rental property that you've got. And what is rent to rent Even rent to rent is renting a property from the homeowner and renting it out again as either a short-term rental or a HMO or um, social housing, whatever it is that you rent that property out again as, as long as you're making some sort of money from that to pay the rent, pay the bills and have some profit left. This is a quick way to get into property investing and build your cash flow very quickly to then invest in bigger strategies like actually now going to buy a house. So when it comes to property investing, you don't need tens of thousands of pounds to start. You can simply start with what you have or what you don't have. If you don't have any money at all and you've got zero, like zero, zero, zero in your account, you can start with deal sourcing. When you sell a couple deals, you'll be able to then reinvest that money into either getting a rent to rent or 
you know, saving up to then go and purchase a bigger property. So it's all about understanding how to invest smartly and, you know, wisely in 2024. Another challenge that sort of deters people from property investment is property management. A lot of people don't want to manage properties. They don't want to manage tenants. They just don't want to deal with all of that. But the truth is nothing good comes easy, right? So that's one challenge that you're going to have to deal with anyways. However, you can put systems in place to reduce how often those sort of issues occur. So like when it comes to like property management, you can choose to take out things like insurance to cover, you know, any damages in your house so that if something was to go wrong, you're not necessarily paying out of pocket and spending tens of thousands on fixing issues. So another way to address maintenance issues and, you know, like management costs, it's all about budgeting, right? So what I normally tend to do every month is just put aside some money, at least 10% of the rent or the mortgage that you pay on that house, put that aside every month and you have that as like an emergency fund for when things go bad. And that's if you don't have a, a management or damage insurance in your, on your property, on that property, then you want to set your own funds aside every month just in case when things go wrong, you know, and you have to pull up, um, you know, pull out a chunk of money to fix that issue you've got something saved already. And also when it comes to dealing with tenants, you can also put systems in place, let's say only rent to a certain type of people and you you make sure that your tenants are highly vetted. So make sure you use referencing tools, check you know their credit scores, check their renting history, also check their current profile, like who are they, what are they currently doing. Another thing that I also do when it comes to like my tenants, I love to meet my tenants before they move into my properties because it gives me an opportunity to actually assess that person on a personal level. Like I want to meet my tenants. I want to talk to them and see how they are, what sort of mindset have they got, you know, do they look like people that will cause problems? Obviously sometimes it's not written on the forehead, but to be honest, in many cases, you can sort of figure out if someone will be a prob problematic tenant when they move into your property or not. So as long as you're doing your reference check, you're putting systems in, pla in place, you're signing the right contract with your tenant so that, you know, they know exactly what their responsibilities are and what you know what your responsibilities are as well as the homeowner or even the, the property manager. So as long as you've got all of those in place, you will be able to reduce how often you have, you know, issues with your tenants. I've been renting to tenants now for over five years. And in my entire time, I've really just had one major issue with a tenant. And in her case, there was nothing I could do about that because she had a mental health deterioration. I couldn't have predicted that. She was living with us for a year. She did well. She, like, we had no issues with, with her at all. And then all of a sudden she had a mental health deterioration and she just became an absolute nightmare to the tenants and everyone else. Um, so eventually she left or she had to leave the property. But, you know, like we still had systems in place to follow up in that sort of situation. We were able to, you know, get her out of the property legally, obviously, and restored peace in the house. So it's all about understanding, like, you know, the type of tenants that you're you're going to be renting to like that's actually important because let's say you were renting to a younger group of you know tenants let's say like students for instance who are very young they you know they're probably going to be you know having parties they're going to be doing some of them not all of them anyways but the likelihood of them you know having parties not caring about the your property damaging things 
would be higher than if you were to rent to like a group of older professionals, like maybe in their 30s, 40s, you know, professionals who are just all about their work. They go to work, they come back and they just need a place to lay their head. Then, you know, obviously you're going to have like less issues with people like that. So another thing that people are worried about when it comes to property investing is the risk of economic downturns. We can't always accurately predict what the economy is going to do, especially when it comes to property investing. However, it's important that when you're investing in property, especially if you're buying a house, you want to make sure that you fully like you do a proper market research of the area. Right. Like you want to understand if there's any potential for like even like future development in that area, like go on the council's website look at what the allocation for the area is, look at what their plans for the area is. Are they planning to bring in any new infrastructure in that area? Is there anything interesting or exciting plans to happen in that area over the next sort of five, 10 years? So that that will give you a better understanding of how your property may potentially perform in the area. But it's always important to, do, to just do as much research as possible. Look at the trends in that, in that area. So look at what's properties have been doing in that area for the past let's say 20 30 years right if you wanted to buy a house and you're thinking of getting capital appreciations let's say in six to eight years or even 10 years from when you've bought the property the first thing you need to look at is how has this area performed in the last 20 years what is the appreciation rate in the area like okay you want to understand like if it's an area that you know in the past 20 years um, properties that were bought or sold 20 years ago have only appreciated an extra £5,000 or top after 20 years, then you have to really think hard if that's really where you want to be investing in. However, if you went to a different area and you can see that 20 years ago, properties were worth, let's say, £100,000 and now properties in that area are worth £500,000, then those are sort of the type of, you know, areas that you want to be investing in. Those are some of the things you need to be looking at when considering to invest in property, especially if you're buying Right. If you're renting, you want to look at the yield, like in terms of how much rent you can afford in that area. If you wanted to do things like rent to rent or property management or any of our strategy that you wanted to implement in that area, whether it's Airbnb or anything like that, you need to be looking at what the trends for that particular strategy are saying in area. The final challenge when it comes to property investing is dealing with legal procedures, right? Because, you know, especially in the UK, the laws are constantly changing. The legal requirements are constantly changing, especially when it comes to like property. Today, something can be okay. Tomorrow is no longer acceptable. Navigating legal aspects of property investment, such as, you know, dealing with contracts and compliance with local regulations can be a little bit complex. And people tend to, you know, stay away from it in total because they don't want to get it wrong because we all know that lack of understanding or oversight when it comes to legal matters around property could lead to really costly mistakes right so a lot of people just tend to just avoid it completely however you just need to understand the basis right and try to keep yourself updated with changes in legal requirements in your area and you can do this by joining like property investment networks or landlord associations in your area so when there's any update to like re legal requirements in the area it will be shared on the group and you you obviously be notified immediately so obviously when it comes to succeeding at property investments networking is key so you always want to hand around fellow investors people that are doing the same thing that you're doing or something similar and create a network of investors especially in your local area where you're investing that would be really great to help you 
navigate some of these issues because you can always share ideas and get solutions to certain problems that you have when it comes to property investment. So that brings us to the end of today's episode. Thank you all for tuning in and I'll see you all next week. Thank you.